Welcome to season four of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. I am so excited to share some new ideas and experiences with you and also introduce some more wonderful, fantastic people on the platform. Be sure to visit our site, www.beyourownkind.com to be able to keep up with the latest news and the latest blogs and content. Also, we have a Facebook community that involves giveaways, touch base, and exclusive deals. If you like the content, be sure to tip your girl Lamarcha T on Kofi, located at ko-fi.com backslash beyourownkind24. Thanks again for your continued support and enjoy the episode. Hey sis, how are you? Hello my darling, I'm good, I'm good. Good, good. Let's talk about all the things. All the things. Have well, fun. Welcome back. Welcome back to Be Your Own Thank Kind. You. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that we're recording this um, in January of 2023 because, like, it's only the 12th day, but, like, this year has been seven years long. Yeah, it has. It has. <laughs> but in a, in a good way, I feel like. Uh-uh. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm ready for 2024. <laughs> How are you done already? Because... Um, so I don't know if y'all heard, but, um, uh, in our sister group, writers and editors of color, we have a a writer named Roslyn and her grandmother just passed away. And then her sister, her cousin was murdered by their neighbor. So she's like going through it. And I've been, we've been trying to support her and stuff, but it's, it's a struggle when like the years just started and you hear about another black woman killed by yet another white person right is 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 heartbreaking and it's really sad and um i've tweeted out the story and you can read more about it on twitter um but her name was devona devona martin warren and so like devona devon that's really similar right and so it hit a chord with me so it's been it's been a rough year for some friends and i it's hard to see them struggle you know yeah, most definitely. And I saw that name, not even just on Twitter. I've seen that name through the internet. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. Um. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. No, not at all. Oh, man, it's my prayers, good. my prayers go out um, to her yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that um you're on here today to talk about... um surviving <laughs> um mm-hmm. in sisterhood can you tell us a little bit about about your new group that you um curated so we have a group called loudmouth loudmouth bloggers for women of color who um are wanting to share their story and, and who are wanting to to write it down and put it on page and and like let's be honest i talked about this last time when we were here making a bucket like sharing our trauma stories is not easy right and there's all these events about trauma survivors and mental health and healing and then they parade us out there and they ask us to share our stories but then they don't pay us for that time and i'm talking like i want my hotel rooms call paid for i want my food paid for i want an hourly rate because when we're sharing these stories we're not just sharing like what happened to us we're sharing our pain, our trauma, our anxiety, our depression. And then we got to go home at the end of the day and we have to deal with the fact that we've pulled all that stuff out and we don't necessarily have, like, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have a partner. I live at home and I'm a home alone a lot of the time of the day. So when I'm sharing my story and I'm not getting paid for it, it sort of feels like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I dragging myself through the mud um, continuously? and like not getting anything in return for what was done to me and we all know that like our abusers they're not likely to pay us back let's be honest they're not gonna be like ah, i abused you here's 10 grand that's never right. gonna happen for the most right. of us right um so loudmouth bloggers is all about teaching women specifically women of color how to raise their voice and how to make an income from blogging and content creation um and writing books and stuff and how to market themselves so that they can earn an income and they can do something they love, which is helping other people heal. 
I love that. I love that because normally when you have like self-help or um, niches like that, you know, people people take it in and they're they're healed, but they don't pay the people who give a piece of themselves. So I do agree with that. So right. it's, it, it costs a lot emotionally to share that over and over right. and over again. So I do believe that personal development niches and mental health niches kind of get um, slighted um, monetarily a little bit because of that, you know? Well, and part of it is that you have all these people that come out and they write these books and they say stupid shit like, I took a shower and I imagined all my darkness going down the drain. Okay, do you know how much manifestation that takes to continuously, like, that's toxic positivity, right? It doesn't happen overnight. And pretending that it happens overnight, becoming a survivor, is toxic. And it's dangerous to those of us that are here like, well, I bought this book and I was promised that in 24 hours I was going to be healed. No, that's not how it works. And I think the difference between the Be Your Own Kind brand and the Loudmouth Brown Girl brand and other brands is that we're really honest about that. <laughs> like, right. it's going to take it's gonna take 10 to 20 years for you to heal from that shit. You're going to have to keep talking about it. You're going to have to keep crying about it. You're going to have to keep letting all of that stuff out over and over and over again. So if you're doing that anyways, right? If you're talking about it anyway and you're sharing it anyway, why not write a book? That's what a lot of people's go-to is. And that's great. It's great. There should Everybody's story should be written down. I fully agree with that. But my question is, when you're writing the book, what's the motivation? I would think to inspire, to inspire. Why? Why? What do you get out of inspiring other people? The satisfaction of maybe helping someone not, you know, prevent them from going through the same hurdles I did to get where I'm at. Do you see how selfish that is? That's about you. That's not about them. That's about whether or not you're happy with the fact that, like, I saved, I know that I have saved lives through my writing. Don't get me wrong, right? And that's really cool, but that's not my angle. I didn't do this because I wanted to help people. I did this because I needed to help myself first. I needed to figure out what the fuck I was doing and and where I was going and why I'd been through all the things that I'd been through, right? And so, and I made this very clear at the beginning. I told y'all, I didn't do this for you. I did this because I needed help and I didn't know where to turn, right? But when your focus is... I'm doing this because I want to know that I saved somebody. Why? What do you get out of that? That's a little bit perverse. Your focus should be, how can I help myself while simultaneously teaching other people how to do the same? Well, by doing that, you do. You do automatically help yourself. But the end goal is to help somebody else as well. And and I don't know. And I honestly don't know who I help. I don't know if I'm helping anyone. But in my mind, I feel like any time that I'm pouring out my experiences. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps pulling you forward. And that's great. That's what works for you. Because you have a really great circle of people that you can count on. Right? For those of us that don't, it's got to be selfish. It's got to be like, I got to help myself first and put my own life jacket on. And then I can worry about helping somebody else put their life jacket on. That's true. Because otherwise I'm going to drown trying to put my life jacket on while trying to put your life jacket on. And we're both going to die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And so with Loudmouth Vloggers, what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a network kind of like the be your own kind community where we're like we're working together we're promoting each other we're sharing each other's stories so that when like i know that when i need to call somebody i can call you up i can call roslyn up i can call up allison i can call up any number of a dozen black women and be like i need help right now and one of you will answer the fucking phone right but it wasn't always like that yeah you always have that Sometimes, though, when you do have a support system, you still somehow find yourself unsupported. Absolutely. Um, I've been surrounded by people my whole life, and I didn't see any of them or even feel any of them until I started healing. I just felt alone in a crowded room, like, all the time. So it's that other side of that. It's the other side of that, too. 
you're not wrong at all. Britney Spears said it perfectly in her first documentary, the first one she did back in like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. when she said, um, I never get what I want. Like, I never get what I want. And everybody in the room, her mom, her dad, her hairstylist, her makeup artist, and her assistant all started laughing at her. Because she's Britney Spears. What do you have? What do you not have that you could possibly want? Privacy, autonomy, the ability to make her own decisions, the ability to spend her money the way she wants to spend her money, the ability to say what she wants to say on social media, the ability to talk to people the way she wants to talk to people, the ability to be somebody other than Britney Spears. Which it took 20 fucking years for her to get her hands on. And now she got to heal from all of that. She can't and just jump fully. Right, yeah. Right. And now she got to heal. And I, I had to stop following her on social media because she's posting all these pictures of herself naked and everyone's like, oh, you look so great. And I'm like, you look fucking depressed. You look terrified. You look miserable. You do not look happy. You're not doing this because you want to. You're doing it because you can. And for 20 years, you couldn't. But she should be allowed that freedom. She absolutely should be allowed that freedom. I just hope that what she's posting on social media, and I hope that what we're all posting on social media, right, is stuff that we choose to post, that we want to post. I look at her pictures and I see a girl who looks really genuinely sad. And I look at some of my pictures back in the past and I'm like, I get that. Because she's Britney Spears. She's supposed to be happy and perfect. She's got the fancy car. She's got the family. She's got that the money. She's got the house. She's got blah, 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 blah. Right? She's got all that stuff. But, this, but years, does she? But does she? She but don't. Does she? Her, she don't have custody of her two boys. She's yeah. in odds with her family. She's alone. Yeah. All she has is her husband. Like, that's all she yeah. has. And she's lost and, so many and, years. So she's and stuck. mental health issues but from she's all stuck, of that shit. But she's stuck at the age where yeah. she was in prison. So she's right. not the age that she, she physically is. Right. You know, so she's trying to grow up. Yeah. Right. And that's it. It's like, I, I look at her and I'm like, I want to be happy for you, but my heart is just broken because I know what you went through. Yeah. And I can see it on your face in these pictures where you look, you don't like, like, look at her when you go through her Instagram, right? Look at the look in her eyes. Look at the smile on her face. Like it all just looks so sad. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for her because of what was stolen from her. And I'm pissed off for her because of what was stolen from her. And I'm angry that they took her fucking smile. Her smile. Her real smile. The smile she had when she was a little girl before all this shit. Money and fame and all of that. And she still wasn't happy. And people were laughing at her when she was trying to say, yo, I am not doing okay. Millions of people laughed at her. TMZ made jokes about her for years, for decades, two of them. Everybody right? made fun of her. Yeah. Everybody made fun of her. Everybody compared her to Christina Aguilera. So it's like, I want people when they come into the Loudmouth group or the Be Your Own Kind Facebook group, I want them to feel like they are not alone. Like, if you come to me and you say, Devin, I'm fucking down right now. I'm not going to laugh at you. I mean, I probably will. But I'm going to laugh at you in a way that's going to perk you up and make you smile and and kind of help you release some of that negativity, right? I'm not going to laugh at you in a way that's dismissive and horrific and that's going to make you feel like shit because you already feel like shit. And or give unsolicited advice that makes it worse. <laughs> oh, that part. I said this year, I am manifesting white women not giving me unsolicited advice. Why just white women? I don't want unsolicited advice from anybody. <laughs> because when it's from a black sister, I'm probably more likely to listen. If it's unsolicited, it's unsolicited. I'll listen. You're right. You're right. But white women in particular come at me, like me in particular, not everybody. They don't do this to everybody. But the women on my social media will come at me. Like the other day, I was cooking a roast for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I tweeted this out. I'm like, I put the roast in the oven. It's got some onions. It's got this. It's got that. It's spiced. It's ready to go. I'm just going to let it do its thing for 45 minutes and I'll check on it. And this woman starts peppering me with questions. Well, how big is it? And how much, what did you put it in? And I'm like, I 
don't fucking know. And I don't care. I know that when it's no longer red, it's done. Leave me alone. And it's always white women. Rabinia is about to lose her shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's just shut up. And like five times I said, I'm just going to let it cook. I'm going to let it do its thing. I'm not going to stress about it. And you know what? That shit was delicious. It turned out perfectly. I didn't time it. I didn't wait. I didn't use a fucking stupid ass thermometer. I did it the way that our ancestors did it by letting it cook and do its fucking thing. And it was fine. And it was probably so tender. I love a pot oh, roast. Oh, so damn good. Oh, I love a pot roast. It was my first pot roast. Love it. Love it. Yeah, you just let that go so you could just cut it with the fork. You don't even need a oh, knife. Just... It like it it just it fell. Mm, like it butter. So good. It was so good. So just like when we're talking about in terms of mental health, don't give people advice. Don't lock them up for 20 years. Let them express themselves. I feel like some people suppress other people's uncomfortable emotions because it may um trigger them about their own and so that's exactly why yeah and so they want you to stay happy because <laughs> it won't remind them of the stuff they're suppressing and they're not dealing with and i'm over feeling like pretending to be okay just so you could be okay like did you ever see sex in the city too yes i love sex and in samantha the samantha was like i'm sorry i put you in our we're never getting married pile and she was like totally not supportive when Carrie goes was announced I'm finally getting married to this guy that's been dicking me around for 10 years who in real life turned out to be a rapist so maybe Carrie shouldn't have married him I don't know whatever did he? yeah he did Chris Knopf? yeah ah he's Mr. so handsome Bay. I'm so sad about that that's why you're that's that's a whole other conversation no that's not what i mean i'm just saying he is like i loved big on you gotta remember yeah, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a sex he's in the big. city fan so i'm like oh that's so unfortunate like i love yeah him. he's he's our big and he's a douchebag but the um, whole point is he was a douchebag on sex in the city <laughs> it ain't wrong you're not wrong the whole point is though that like samantha was supposed to be the supportive friend who was like, I get it. You've been with this guy 10 years. You want to get married to him. You love him, blah, 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 blah. And instead, she was like, no, I don't like this because it makes me uncomfortable. This is, it's not because I, I don't love you and I don't love Big. It's because I don't want you getting married. Well, what kind of a friend is that? And we all have those friends. Yeah. I can pick three off by the top of my head. But at the end of the day, you have to learn that it's your life. Like, you can stay uncomfortable with it, but if this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Better that's good. The part. Yeah. That's the part that, like, when I first came up with my story and I told everybody, trigger warning, um, that I was abused and raped and tortured and kidnapped, people were like, there were either, there were two different reactions. There was either, oh my God, I'm so sorry, or, oh my God, you're crazy and you're making this up. And both were a scenario of like the oh my god I'm sorry was like I I I hear you and I I I'm sorry this is your story but I'm not really quite sure I believe you, and the ones that didn't believe me really didn't believe me because it makes them more comfortable to think that I'm lying because then they don't have to think about the fact that there's somebody out there that would do something like that to anybody let alone someone like me who is I mean arguably I'm pretty big I'm five foot nine and a half and three hundred pounds. So like, but I wasn't always, right? I was young and I was vulnerable and I was alone and I didn't have anybody to protect me. So now I'm a loudmouth blogger, I'm a survivor and I get to tell my story, but it like that doesn't necessarily make it any easier, right? Right. I can't believe that people focus. think that, that's, that takes me back to Megan Thee Stallion, like, <laughs> like okay he's not canadian we don't want him y'all make you can you can keep him it's just the fact that she got shot what whatever the on purpose accidental it's like people just negated the simple fact that she was hurt because i thought yeah. it was glass in the foot come to find out it was bullets whatever the details she got hurt unnecessarily the whole scenario was stupid yeah but there is in that world, in the gang world, in the gang rap world, in the hip hop world, in the black world, 
there is an expectation that like Megan the Stallion, from what I heard, this is all conjecture, okay? And I'm gonna use this scenario to explain the mythology and the mentality mentality of these people. She is a woman who is sleeping with Tory Lanez, right? Tory Lanez. Well, so is her friend. Well, her friend was sleeping with her first. I don't care. The point yeah. is they were both banging this douchebag who does not right. deserve either one of them, right? In that world, if Megan had kept her mouth shut and her head down, she wouldn't have gotten shot. And there's an expectation that she should have kept her mouth shut, her head down, and not, not worried about it. And then even if she had gotten shot still, she still should have kept her mouth shut. Because how fucking dare she? Who the fuck does she think she is? Who is this bitch to say this man shot me? You ain't nobody. But he, he is a black man with a child and a penis. How dare you ruin his life? He could have killed her. Who gives a fuck? He is a black man. And we are supposed to protect black men at all costs. Even at the sake of a black woman. Now, I never heard protect black men ever in a sentence. Because they're endangered species to me. But in this situation, we should have protected her. You know? I don't think I that black men are protected at all costs. I, I do not believe it. I didn't say anything publicly about her. And I it irked me that me I neither. couldn't bring myself to say something. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I didn't, I realized, is because I came from that world. And so it triggers so much. And it makes me sad. It makes me angry. It brings up PTSD. It brings up trauma for me to speak on that so much. Because I went through that. I didn't get shot, but I had a gun pulled out on me. I had a man put a gun on a table and say, there it is. Right? I've had my friends threatened. I've had people who have abused me been threatened. I've had people who I cared about threatened. Um, I know what that's like. And so for me, it's like, but I already told y'all that's what this was like. I have five years of content to prove to you that I was just like Megan Thee Stallion. Maybe less money, maybe not as many nice cars, maybe not as many nice shoes, but the mentality is exactly the fucking same. Were your offenders black men? Um, two of them. Okay. okay. Most of them were white guys. Okay. But that mentality is what exists. Is who yeah. the fuck is she? I'll tell you who she is. She's an award winner. She's a singer, she's a content creator, she's a dancer, she's a talented artist, she's a kick-ass woman, and more importantly than any of that, she is a survivor. She is. She has every right to say he did this to me. Who the fuck is he? He's a backwater redneck Canadian boy who's going to be extradited back to Canada whose career is now over. Pretty much. Because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Because he was so fucking disrespectful to this black queen that not only did he fuck another girl behind her back, but her best friend. And was flirting with another girl at the party. <laughs> and then shot her for saying, hey, I deserve better. Because she believed in him. She trusted him. She wanted him to be a part of her life. She chose him. Fuck that piece of shit. That's my two cents on the whole, like, Tory Lanez thing. I don't even, I didn't even know who he was Me until neither. I heard that he shot her. And now he's, like, a rapper? Why? Singer slash rapper. I heard one of his songs before, but I didn't know who sung the song. And then when this whole thing happened, I'm like, oh, Tory Lanez, okay. <laughs> when Dr. Dre has to come out and tell MTG, don't play my music... Yeah, Y'all like, need to be learning from the old guys because they know what's up. They talk a big game, but when was the last time you heard about Snoop getting shot or shooting at somebody? I Much less a it. woman. Yeah. When was the last time... Snoop has said a lot of stupid shit about women. But when was the last time you ever heard him take a hand to a woman's face? I've never heard it. Or Dr. Dre. Again, oh. doesn't treat women with respect. 
Doesn't say a lot of great shit about women. But when was the last time you heard about him pulling a gun on a woman? Who, Dr. Dre? Dr. Dre. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess he retired. Eminem. Eminem, have, Eminem wrote three fucking albums about murdering his ex-wife. When have you ever heard about him putting a hand, his hands on a woman? He kept marrying her, so. <laughs> okay, my people are crazy. We already established this. He just kept marrying I'm like, if you don't like her. Okay, but the point is, all these men talk a big fucking game. All of them. Well, you know Dr. Dre was abusive. Yeah, and then he got his ass kicked and smartened the fuck up. That's and true. And now he donates monies to women's charities. So... He learned. He learned his lesson, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you got Tory Lanez that go, my dad, hell will have no fear. Fuck, shut up. Shut up. God is not on your side. When you shoot a woman in the foot because she's pissed at you for disrespecting her, God is not on your side. It was an act. I still think it was an accident, but nope. it still shouldn't have happened. I do nope. not think that purposely happened. I love you because you... I just didn't think they was drunk. Like, I think it was just some drunk stuff that went awry. Like, I just, I don't think it was on, I don't think it was on purpose. But I do know that they a gun shouldn't have been involved in that at all. And he shouldn't have never had the gun in his hand in the first place. Like, I do believe that this was nonsensical. But I honestly don't believe it was on purpose. I just don't. I'm not saying, I'm not taking up him. I'm just you, saying I don't think it you, was on purpose. You know why I love you? I mean, it was still wrong. Listeners, because I'm not I'm not saying it was right. I'm just no, I'm saying. not arguing with you. I'm just no, saying. I'm telling the listeners. You, I just want to clear the air. It's still wrong. Are, you always believe the best in everybody, and it's you always find you you always find something to love about everybody, and I love that about you because that's a skill that I don't have. Fuck toy lands. Don't want his I ass. I mean, just because he's whorish, don't send, mean he's violent. Send his ass to Cambodia. I don't ever wish jail on anyone, but I do think he needs to sit down and like help hold himself accountable. I wish but, jail on But then again, people. I took out I took up for Kanye West for how long? And look how he did me. Look how he treated me. <laughs> look. Kanye is over. I'm so sad about that. I'm not. He wasn't gonna rest not. until he put a nail in his own coffin. I'm like, why did you just stop? Like, stop. Anyway, let's change the subject. All right. What's up next? I thought you wanted to talk about the survivors. Um, connection. Yes, because survivors connection. So survivors connection I did last year, and we got Karen. The uh, black people in the group will know what that means. We did an event. We had some people come and speak. And one person took over the whole thing all by themselves and made it about them. And so it wasn't really fun. And I thought, I'm never going to do this again. And then this year came around and I went, no, we are going to do this again because we are survivors. And it's important for us to talk about healing and transition and trauma in a healthy way and show other people how it's done in a way that inspires them to believe that there is hope. Like, it is hard being a survivor. It sucks. There are days where I lay in bed, like, the last week, all I've done is sleep. I'm like, I am tired. My cat is just awful. Um, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. And I've just been sleeping all week. And it's because our bodies physically carry trauma. It, they physically carry trauma with us wherever we go. So if you're noticing that, like, your back is starting to hurt, right, right? in ways that it didn't used to hurt in your 20s or your knees are starting to hurt in ways and you've gained a little bit of weight or maybe you even lost a lot of weight some some survivors lose weight they I fluctuate wish. up and down trust me i lost a lot of weight before the pandemic i lost about 200 pounds and i was looking good um and then the p pandemic came and fuck you COVID. i hate you so much because delivery became an option and that just was awful um <laughs> but but this is our opportunity to put our stories on the record and to show people like we don't have books we're not all million millionaires nobody in this group has a book deal other than me i think um nada shahade will be joining us as a guest to kind of sit and listen and she has a book out called gaslight avenue 
which is amazing. You should all pick it up. It's about women and superheroes and 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 being your own person and just just embracing your true self and regardless of other people think you should be um savannah savannah worley who you know is going to be our co-host for the event you're co-hosting the event um and it's going to be great it's going to be really fun um i'm excited about that because we're all a survival a survivors of something like we all yeah. survive something i was just saying on tiktok um i don't know this week about how a majority of my life I've, I've suffered from depression and when i finally climbed out of it so to speak i got melancholy because i thought about all the time that i was in there like all the all the life that i missed all the friends i pushed away you know things like that not and, and i got i got sad about it but i'm like okay but i had to remind myself that everything i went through brings me to who i am now you know so yeah. i had to change my perspective because i was literally mourning lost time but it wasn't right. lost it just wasn't spent the way i would have liked to be spent but it right. still made me the, the person or the person that i am today so there is um, a Buddhist theology sort of belief, idea, thing, mantra, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the right word is. But there is a belief, and it is Buddhist, that says that when you're going through phases of depression, what it really is is your body preparing you for something great. And sometimes it takes a week. Sometimes it takes a month. Sometimes it takes a year. And, and sometimes you need medication to deal with it, right? Sometimes you need a joint. Sometimes you need a beer. Sometimes you need actual medication. Um, but what it is, is your spirit and your body trying to learn to coexist together at once hmm. and trying to figure out, like, who's in charge. And it's sort of like the subconscious and the conscious mind trying to figure out, like, who's going to be... Because you're growing, right? And you're evolving. And your body's like, what the fuck is this? My legs are suddenly 12 like 12 feet longer than they used to be. My boobs are 10 feet bigger than they used to be. My ass is like the size of a fucking watermelon times three. What the hell? Like, and then your brain kind of shuts down and goes, I don't know how to function because this is too much change. Right? And so I think what is happening is that when we were kids, we were told once you hit 21, that's it, you're an adult. Right? Not and true. I don't think that our bodies agree with that. I think our bodies are like, um, hi, how's it going? I'm still in grade four, you know? Right. Right. And so that, that feeling of depression and sad and loneliness and just wanting to be left alone is really just our brains just trying to figure out like how to coexist in our body because our brain is, it's a muscle, but it's a muscle that's in charge of everything. Right. And sometimes that shit breaks down. It's like a car. Like sometimes you need tuna and that tuna might come from yoga. It may come from good sex. It may come from masturbation. It might come from a job or working out or painting or drawing or whatever. It might come from medication, but you still need to take time to like, okay, I'm in a space right now. I'm not happy. I'm not spending time the way that I want to be spending time. Let me embrace that. Let me embrace it. Let the tears out. Let the laugh. Last night, I got stoned out of my fucking tree. I was higher than Snoop Dogg on a... Oh, my God. He'd have been so proud. Took my computer, found this great song, sat down expecting that I was going to release some, like... I don't know. I was going to rap or I was going to sing. I was going to do something. And all of a sudden, I started to cry. I started to weep like my heart had been ripped out of my chest. I lost my first boyfriend. Um, my car died, my dog died, my truck broke down, everything all at once, right? And then all of a sudden I took a breath and I went, whoa, those aren't my tears. It was like something left my body. And it was like this, this state of being that had been holding on and holding back for so long was suddenly released. And then I slept for 15 hours and it was amazing. Because that was a release. So your body was... And when you have those type of moments, because I have those moments, I do sleep after that because I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm letting yeah. go because you know how much energy it takes to hold on to shit? Like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We hold our trauma in our lower back, mm -hmm. right? And our hips and in our chest and our shoulders. 
So that's a lot of weight that we are carrying around. Yeah. And we, when we don't notice that we're carrying it around, what ends up happening is, and go with me for a minute, audience, we eat more. We eat junk food. Or we have like a third cup of coffee from Starbucks with like that 18 pounds of sugar in it. Or that tea that's healthier than coffee with all those piles of honey in it. Yeah, you think we didn't notice that shit, huh? You put in seven cups of honey in a one cup of tea and you think that that's healthier. No, it's not, right? And so we, we pound on all of this stuff as a manifestation of what we're feeling emotionally without realizing it. Mm. This is the first bottle of water I've had in three weeks. Girl, I be looking like a snake. I be all scaly. My ex no, would be like, what are you doing? I'm beautiful. Girl, I, got, I, I wish my eczema don't play that. <laughs> right, right. And that's the point. Like, our diet has a huge effect on our body. If you are not drinking water enough for you, your eczema, your eczema jumps up, right? Yeah. It's a physical manifestation of your body being like, yo, something ain't right with me right now. Exactly. And your body will tell you when something's wrong. It's just, we ignore it, I believe, until it gets unbearable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like my, my tonsils, remember I got my tonsils taken out? My tonsils, I've had strep throat since 16. And they and every doctor been saying, take them out, take them out, take them out. And I waited to 39. Took my tonsils out and I breathe much better. I don't even snore anymore, G. Like... <laughs> this was something that I could have taken care of years ago, but it had to get to the point where it was unbearable yeah. for me to get but those that, that is also a trauma response. Like people ask me all the time because I'm in pain 24 hours a day and they're like, how do you handle it? And I'm like, I'm used to it. Mm. We become acclimated to being in pain and being in trauma and dealing with PTSD and anxiety and depression. We just right. get used to it. And then it's like no big, like, you get to the point you ever get to the point where you yell yes right how long does it take you to get to that point oh it, it takes a lot so how much are you bottling up before you get to that point you, how much right. shit are you taking in and in and in and, in and in and then finally you're just like fuck you oh and like it sometimes comes out in this voice right that you're like like I've gotten to the point where I've yelled what is like that. <laughs> where did that come from? It's like I scare myself. Like, whoa. Yeah. You ever I know. See a puppy. The first time a puppy's had their first big bark. No. The first time a puppy has a bark that's like really big, they'll get scared and they'll be like, "Oh shit!" And then they like lean into it and they're like, "Oh, that's me." Okay, I can do this. Little dogs. The very first time little dogs bark and like they release their first big bark, they will jump back because they're scared of their own like power. Oh wow. That's what happens when you release trauma. But you, you just said a word right there. Being ter terrified by your own power because you don't even you don't even know it. So when you first yeah. acknowledge how even if you flip it to the positive, if you first when you first acknowledge how powerful you are and how much inside of you. Yeah. It is a shocker, Perfect. like, oh, I'm stronger than I thought I was. Oh, I'm, you know, like, but yeah. um, to go back on subject, um, someone had gave me the advice to be, to go back to primal time and just scream for no, like, just scream. Yep. So when I first, I was in the car, when I first did it, I was like, ah, because I'm like, this is impolite. This is crazy. So I went, ah, so then I kept talking and I got louder and I got louder. And, and then when I had uttered, like, I'm doing the best I can. I mean, it was loud by then. And I mean, tears, like tears. And that's the best thing ever. So now I do yell a little bit more often <laughs> to try to get that off. But it's still not like right away. It still we builds up. trauma in our throats too. Because mm. we swallow a lot of stuff that we yeah. want to say that don't we don't have the guts to say. We right. don't want to hurt somebody. Mm. We don't want to traumatize somebody. I don't ever want to yell because I don't want to put somebody in a place of being like, oh, she's scary, right? But if you push me to that point where I'm yelling, I'm also simultaneously backing away from you for two reasons. One, I don't want to punch you. 
Two, I don't want you to think that I want to punch you. And I'm aware of my size. So I will physically pull myself away from somebody when I'm like yelling at them because I want them to know like I'm yelling, but you're safe. And that's a trauma response for me. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't like to yell. I yelled last year um, in an argument and I felt like when I come down from that, I feel... I feel Awful. so low. I yeah. feel so low. So and I was- that's because you're out of balance, right? When we're when we're yeah. getting to the point where we're yelling, it's like our bodies are like, okay, well, you're really stressed right now, and then the stress level decreases, right? And we don't feel good at the end of it because even though our body is releasing serotonin from having released all that shit, what else is happening is we're also cognizant of the fact that we might have hurt somebody we really care about. Yep. And we don't want to do that, right? So that's why we're doing Survivor's Connection because it's like, how do we talk about these things in a way that makes people understand? Like, I'm diagnosed as psychotic. Do I look terrifying to you? No. Do I look like I'm going to lose my mind at any moment? No. Has it happened before? Absolutely, it has. When I finally realized all the shit that I went through and survived, it was like my whole world imploded. And I lost my shit. I had a panic attack in downtown Vancouver. And I always tell this story. Nada had a panic attack in London. She flew to London, lit a cigarette, was like, I don't want to be married anymore. Called her mom and was like, I'm in London. I have no money to get home help. And went home and got a divorce, right? And moved to Toronto or to, to Montreal. Uh, right around the same time, I was having a panic attack and ending up in a psych ward. Because I'd been holding on for so long and not saying anything. And finally, it all came out. And I couldn't help it anymore. And that's what happens. When you hold on to trauma for too long, eventually it comes out. We self-harm. We hurt other people. We overwork out. Overworking out is a huge problem in America and Canada. People become, like, physically addicted to it. And they can't stop themselves from working out. Like, sometimes three to four hours a day, seven days a week is not healthy. I could just do an hour. Yeah, man. But you get to the point where what what's happening is we're replacing our, we become addicted to trauma, right? Because we're so used to being in pain all the time that when we don't have pain anymore, our bodies and our brains are like, wait a minute, I'm not in pain. This does not feel right. And so we find ways to hurt ourselves, whether that's physically, emotionally, sexually, or spiritually, to replace the pain that we've been living with because we're used to it and we're comfortable with it. And we're uncomfortable without it. So you have to learn to live without the trauma. Like once it's out, you have to learn to replace it with positive reinforcements. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And working out- But you have to get there. You have to get there. Like, I mean- no one is expecting that you're going to turn around and be like, okay, I was raped last year. I'm going to start working out and life's going to be better. No, man. It's just one thing. But that's what people want you to do. Let's go back. Right. When you go through things, people want you to hurry up and get through it. Yeah. <laughs> They're tired of the story. I, I They're tired of that. To, yeah. I've yeah. been told to get over it so often. And I'm like, how? How there's do you no time get limit. over being traumatized? No, there's not. There's absolutely not. And I think one of the things that was really helped me is you. I will never forget this. The day that we did our first podcast, I was like really low. I didn't want to do it. I wasn't expecting anything good to come out of it because I was tired. I wasn't feeling good. We hadn't met yet. Didn't know who you were. Didn't know who I really was. Was still sort of trying to figure out my 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 head. And I remember when we signed off, I looked around my apartment and I was like, I want more of her. Like whatever she is, I want more of that. And I have had that. I've had your friendship for a year now. And I am a better person for it because we have a healthy friendship. If I'm like, I call you up and I'm like, yo, Renita, um, let's go do a live. You're like, okay. If Miss Mechie's doing a show, you're like, let's watch that together. Okay. It's been more than a year, my friend. Is it really? Yeah, I'm going to look that up because I really feel like we've been... I feel like our interview was like 2019. Time flies when you're having fun, but I really think it was like 2019. Let me see. You're all the way in the beginning. 
and you're still like the highest most you like one of the most listened to um episodes too well that's great well i have your attention make sure you go to the loudmouthbrowngirl.com shop buy as much <laughs> as you can because all proceeds go to the Surrey women's center this year thank you yeah i saw your new merch i loved it right i like the dolphin one with the words yeah like survivor and strength and love i really love that. it's some lips that you purchased that not purchased that you uh published today that i like yeah the cannabis lips yeah i like that and you design that you design everything yourself right no i bought those two designs i i loaded up two today there's one that says i'm blunt because god made me that way mm -hmm. um and then there's another that says uh a blunt today keeps drama away so true. I've had no drama for like six years. It's been amazing. Well, except that time I got arrested for no reason. Was that at the um, the airport? No, that was the time they came to my house and arrested me because they thought I was leaving town and they, I wasn't allowed to technically leave town. But oh. I wasn't leaving town. A nurse lied about me leaving town. And then I got arrested and it was really funny. Oh my. You said it was funny? Well, yeah. Cause I mean, like, I've been arrested twice and I haven't broken any laws. <laughs> yeah, that's that's irony. Like, I just, I just figure that, like, at this point, every black person in the world is going to be arrested at least once in their lifetime. So our first episode was October fifteenth, night, uh, twenty twenty. Oh wow, it's three years. Mm hmm. Wow, time really does fly by. It does. I'm about to say, I feel like it's been more than a year. So, yeah. That's crazy. Mm hmm. We should do a live to celebrate our anniversary then. What, October 15th? Yeah. We should. We should put that in the calendar. I'm not going to remember that. I'm not going to remember that. I know. I'm going to write the it down audience, and put it in the calendar. The audience will remember that because you remember everything that we say because you love us. Are you they really do. putting it in your calendar? Yeah. All right. I'll put it in my, I'm writing it down and put it in my calendar. Okay. Yeah. I will I will put it in my calendar then. Um, I just want to mention Survivor's Connection is on Eventbrite. So the way that it'll work is that you'll get a Zoom link and everybody will welcome will be welcome to come and join us in the Zoom and we'll just record it and talk about what's going on and, and live stream it and stuff and it's gonna be a good time. Nice. I can't wait. And what's the date? February 18th. 2023 okay what time uh, 11 a.m pacific for you eastern you eastern and stand and central times just look it up on google i have the heart like even us setting this up now was rough because <laughs> i can't well, count i figure i figure that at some point oprah is gonna notice oprah or um her bff is gonna notice our greatness and they're going to be like, let's fly them out to Chicago and put them on their own show. And then we'll be rich and famous and we'll be, able, we'll be on the same time run. I can't wait to be on the same time. Because <laughs> I'm jealous it's that it's happen. night and you're it's still day where you're at. Like, No, it's dark. It's black out there. It's oh, is it? It's black, yeah. It's like 6.30 out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's like 9.33. My day is over. We go to bed at 7.30. We're done. At 7 30 the day is over until like may and then the sun starts out late well, let me find out we go to bed at the same time <laughs> <laughs> oh Devin, Devin is there anything else you want to add before we we close i have a book coming out with this story is the third stories. one right yeah this one is an anthology it's uh 26 different writers from across Surrey, British Columbia. My story is on the origin of Loudmouth Brown Girl and how I got started with that. And it is one of two stories being translated into Punjabi, which is the language that is a majority of the people that live in Surrey speak Punjabi um, because they come from East India, Sri Lanka, all over the place, that all over the places that speak Punjabi. Um, and so we have a lot of immigrants, we have a lot of refugees, we have a lot of a lot of people from all over the world and um i got to be chosen to have my story translated so i'm very excited about that that's super exciting super exciting and where can people grab your first two books so uncomfortable and uncomfortable two is on they're both on amazon did you try have you read the second book yet 
It is on my list, dear friend. Okay. So the first one is a book of essays, which you know. The second one is a workbook, and it's designed to be bought um, on purpose because when you when you're using the PDF, you can't really do some of the workshop stuff that is in the book. Mm-hmm. When you're done with the book, the idea is that you have a portfolio that you have created with fabric samples and art samples and pictures and photographs of you, um, the creator teaching yourself what you're capable of and what you can learn how to do and it's all about teaching you to become a content creator so it's all there's exercises in there about talking to yourself and about like learning who you are by having a real conversation with yourself there's um conversation starters in there there's how to make your very first video your second video and your third video that kind of stuff and like what what sources to go to and what to use um so it gives you a year's worth of activities to do to teach you to help get through your depression and your anxiety and all that stuff and it's i think it's really good because it's everything i did to help me build loudmouthbrownville.com that's that's dope yeah it's how to be a content creator but like in a fun way okay just kind of you gotta dance naked in some of the activities you gotta like you got to appreciate your body. You got to like look down and like have a conversation. Like, you know how we're having a conversation now? I do this with myself and I check in with myself. Devin, how are you today? What's going on today? What are you thinking today? Um, a lot of times I'm shocked. I'm still in a state of like, oh, I survived all that. Right. And so knowing that I can put that into my content and share that with other people because um, it helps me kind of organize my thoughts. I love that. I love that. Yes, that is that is my my next thing on my list. I am I am reading a book that's taking me longer than it needs to. Um, <laughs> Iron Man. You always bringing up old stuff like. <laughs> okay, I three years. I told you to watch the Marvel movies three years ago. It should not have taken you three years to get through Iron Man. Look, this year I am knocking stuff off my bucket list. That is on my that's on the list. It's a long, long list of things I need to get done this year. Okay, here's my question. How far at the bottom of that list is watching the Marvel movies? I think here's the thing. I should have been done with it. Number one, I work from home. So it's not like I can't have it like right here next to me while I'm working. So it's just the thing of me getting the password to Disney Plus and turning oh, it on. Ladies, all right, listen up audience. We have a new contest going on. If you can go back through all the times that be your own kinds, Renita Quarles and I have talked about Iron Man and find how many times she has made a different excuse, I will give you a free hoodie. Email me, loudmouthbrowngirl at outlook.com. That's the fifth excuse. The first one. You're going to bully me on my platform. <laughs> what? The first There's no grace. There's no mercy. <laughs> so you fell asleep watching it, which I gave you credit for because He's I don't. so arrogant. I, the arrogance. Like, it's like, oh my God. Like the pretentiousness okay, but, of this person. But that's the point. Okay, he starts off as this horribly arrogant creature, right? And then as the movies progress, you see him becoming more and more afraid because he's realizing something that the rest of the world doesn't realize. There are aliens and he's the only person on earth that has seen them. Talk about some mental health shit. Plus his friends get murdered. His, the love of his life can't talk. Okay. We're talking about Britney Spears, right? There's a scene in Iron Man two where he says to Pepper Potts, can we just go away and take a minute? And she says, no, we have blah, 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 blah to do. And he's like, but I need a minute. He's the richest man in the world. And he's saying, I need a minute. And nobody's listening. He's not arrogant. It's all for show. Maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll help. You're never going to love these movies as much as I do. I don't think. I do love the movies. Look, look. 
it was the girl for me. It was the second one I think I wrote. What is her? Is it Marvel? The the girl. Captain Marvel. She she's everything. Right? I could have yeah. I could have kept watching her. And then, then yeah. here comes Iron Man One and then follow Iron Man. It just messed. I was watching them back to back to back to back. And then here comes Iron Man Two. And I'm like, I can't do another movie with this dude. <laughs> uh you're right. I I I cried when I saw Captain Marvel. Yeah, it was empowering. It was so empowering. Yes. Yeah. So and what I liked about that one is that it wasn't like I didn't love it because she was a white woman. I wasn't mad at it because she wasn't a black woman. I just loved it because it's such a great story. It was awesome. Awesome You know, here's this woman that got traumatized. She loses her mentor. She gets flown to another planet. She's lied to for years. She's lied to. And then she saves the universe. What? What? Awesome. I want more of that. Awesome. Yes. Then here, then here comes Iron Man. <laughs> Give Iron Man a break. He's struggling. He was struggling in Iron Man One, and then at the beginning of Iron Man Two, it couldn't have been more arrogant for me. But you just told me the story, so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get through it. I'm gonna get through it. Maybe I'm gonna have a glass of wine and just try to get through. It. You know what? I'm gonna go back and watch more of is Scandal. With uh, Carrie Washington. Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped watching that. Quotes. I need to finish it. Yeah, she was Wait, sharp. What? You, I, I didn't finish the whole thing. I stopped at like the third season. You're gonna cry at the end if I get there because I have I have no desire there. to go back. Yeah. No, I need that. I need Miss Carrie. I need I need the big coats. I need the big hats. I need the glasses of wine and the popcorn. I need it all. I need some black. Oh, those glass, those wine glasses were everything. Them long yeah. stem. Oh god, sexy. Sexy glasses. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we totally off subject now. <laughs> but you know what? That's part of mental health too, though, right? Like, yeah. Look, I I can't talk about trauma forever, and that's right. one of the reasons I love coming on this platform. Is we talk about mental health, we talk about trauma, we talk about healing. But we also use this time, you and I, to just connect with each other and find out like things that we like about each other or things we didn't know about each other before. And I really appreciate that you cultivate a space where people can come on and there doesn't have to be a specific topic. It can just be two people getting to know each other. And that's really special. And not everybody can curate a place like that. You do. You do it really well. Oh, thank you, friend. You always make me feel like yeah, a million bucks, I swear. Well, that's my job. You do a great yeah, job. Don't forget, loudmouthbrowngirl.com. Right. And where can they find you on Twitter? Because you're always on Twitter. Oh, my God. Thank you, Elon Musk. I just got my Twitter account back. So I'm at Devin J. Hall on Twitter, as well as loudmouthbrowngirl, L-O-U-D-M-T-H-B-R-O-W-N-G-R-L. And um, at original LMBG on Instagram because somebody tried to steal my Ladmuff Brown Girl brand. Mm-hmm. Ooh, are you trademarked? No. You need to get trademarked. Well, actually, technically, I am. Legally, I am. Oh, uh, okay. I've been doing this for six years, so it's like uh, it's a well enough known brand now that yeah, I am protected. Okay. But okay. still. Pick another acronym, children. It's mine. You cannot have LMBG. It is a Warriors brand. I'm going to get it tattooed on me at some point. You got to get the hat. Well, you already got the hat, right? I got the hat. I love the hat. Yes. I love the hat. I'm editing this out. Your birthday's coming up. In May. (laughs) Yeah, and? Mine's in April. What's your point? I never knew that. Never. You're an Aries. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's why we. That's why we get along good. Because you're a Taurus, right? Nope. I'm a Gemini. Oh, okay. I'm crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I like Gemini women. Gemini women are sexy as hell, but Gemini men piss me off. Yeah, they 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 go there. Chris <laughs> Evans is a Gemini. You say who? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. He, that's what I like about him. I knew it was something. And the fact that he's really cute. 
He's okay. He's a little pale. Oh, I forgot. You're not crushing on him anymore. Look, if 85 million people hadn't sent me 89 billion tweets and memes and Instagram posts and Facebook posts about Chris Evans, I might still be crushing on him a little bit. But y'all fans kind of ruined it for me. As soon as I came out as a Chris Evans fan, like everybody was sending me Chris Evans stuff. It was like, look at this, look at this, look what he's doing, look what he's doing, look what he said, look what he's doing. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, I am overdosed on Chris Evans. Like, I have more Chris Evans gifts in my phone because people have sent them to me. Like, I don't look up celebrities, but people send me celebrity stuff. Well, I mean, you said you like Chris Evans, so we were just trying to, you know, yeah. give you gifts. I like girls more now, though. Oh, who's your favorite now? I'm really into Kiki Palmer. I think she's amazing. She's dynamic. Especially, yeah. she's so beautiful pregnant, though, isn't she? Um, no. Ah, she's glowing. She's writing. Okay, whatever. I don't see the need for pregnancy. <laughs> This is going awry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to do it and it makes you feel good, go ahead and do it. I just don't understand why people want to do it. Well, like, the human race will stop if we no, people quit getting pregnant. There are eight billion people on this planet. The human race is getting that will eventually hard. die off if it's That's not okay. somebody younger. That's okay. That's okay. To take That's, the right. That's okay. Huh. Look, I'm saying. I know you're not up and up on politics, but there are a few people that I'm like, you could probably not have been born and the world would have been okay. Oh my God. Donald Trump? The world would have been okay without Donald Trump in it. I'm just saying. I'm not suggesting that he shouldn't be here anymore. He should totally be here. He has a right to be here. Legally speaking, I have to say that he shouldn't kill him. I'm just saying that if he hadn't been born, the world would probably be a little better off. Hitler, we could have lived without Hitler for a little while. Like for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if he'd been born in like a later period, maybe he wouldn't have been such a narcissistic douchebag. But look, yeah, but look how strong people came out of their their craziness, you know? Right, but he inspired it. So I feel like we could we could be okay without Hitler. Right, we wouldn't period. have people wouldn't have to survive it if he hadn't done what he did. But it would have been yeah. somebody else. If it wouldn't well, been Hitler, it would have been somebody else. I mean, Stalin, we could have lived without for a little while, right? It's like, a little while for me. I feel like <laughs> at all. <laughs> Stalin's soul could have stayed in hell and we would have been okay with that, you know. Certain people, so, so I'm just saying, like, if you want to give birth, that's fine. You should totally do that. I just don't know why you'd want to because you never know what you're going to get. Like a box of chocolate. No. It's not, um, because I like chocolates and I don't like Donald Trump. As always, this has been a great, great conversation. I love talking to you because it always makes me feel like I'm not, um, completely crazy. And, and you just, you, you, you really appreciate me and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I definitely do. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for letting me come on the show and don't forget... Ladmuthbrowngirl.com. Get your Survivors Connections tickets. Come and join us. Be a part of the conversation. This has nothing to do with Bell Let's Talk and all of the proceeds from the collection for Survivors. There's two of them, um, which are both really amazing. I like the second one, which says something about bullshit. I can't remember exactly what it is, but um, I just love it because it's like, it's beautiful. And then we have our new cannabis collection out and the proceeds of that will also be going to the Surrey Women's Center as well in Surrey, British Columbia. So make sure you check that out and uh, come and join us. Wait, wait, wait. Before we leave, for us Americans, what is the Surrey Women's Center? So Surrey Women's Center is the local women's center here in, in Surrey, British Columbia, where I live and work. And they provide services for women, including trans women um, of all races, creeds, nationalities and colors, which is really cool. And it is a center that like, even if they have an emergency situation, only women are allowed in the building. So firemen and firewomen 
they'll send what will happen is they'll send fire women specifically or they'll send female paramedics or they'll send female police officers um, to respect the idea that only women are left in, allowed in this space. And so it's a neat space where women can come and gather. They can get clothes. They can get food. There's programs. They have counseling programs. They have therapy programs. Um, and they've been a really big part of my journey for a long time. I tried to get help from them a couple of times and it didn't work out because I wasn't ready to like sit down and actually go through all of my trauma. Uh, but there's still a really great program that I really want to support and then make it so that other people who are ready to can go and get the help that they need. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, I just want to do hey. something real quick before we get off. I'm going to uh, ask you the question I asked you on our first episode to see if you're going to say the exact same thing. Oh, so, okay. if you no can pressure. describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Loud. Hmm. And why? Obnoxious. <laughs> Not obnoxious. Um, I think because for so many years, I was, I've always been loud my whole life. But I've been loud in a way that was very toxic and I didn't know how to express myself in a way that was conducive to getting the help that I needed. And now I'm loud in a way that I think and I hope helps other people figure out how to be loud for themselves. Okay. Love it. Love it. And I'm going to go back to the first episode and see what you said. Oh, it's not the same. I'm never going to be the same. Never going to be. I'm, I just, I'm just curious to know what word you use. I have to go back now and listen and I have to figure out what I, what I said because I don't remember. <laughs> All right, friend. Well, as usual, this has been amazing. I love you, friend. I love you, too, sis. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again for being on our show and gracing us with your your radiance <laughs> and your you wisdom. Thank you for having me and for listening. I really, and I just want to say a shout out to the audience because I know that we share a lot of the same audience members. Huge shout out to you if you've picked a day to decide to change your life and you're keeping at it because I know that it's not easy. So thank you. Yes, and keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And until next time, everyone, don't forget to be kind to each other and most importantly, kind to yourself. And until next time, bye. Bye.